And here we go, folks. Welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee on an absolutely delightful June Friday, particularly after we got a big rain. Yay! I didn't realize it was supposed to rain like it did yesterday, and I was sitting at my desk and I heard a big clap of thunder, and I was like, what is going on? Well, I mean, it rained. I, of course, I live on the north side of town, as, as you do, yes. I think, and... Uh, the rain that was supposedly that came through what was it Sunday afternoon or supposed to uh-huh. um, south of us got a lot of it and we hardly we got any, any of, of it. it. Nope, hardly any of it. And boy, you talk about dry. I mean, we are dry. Last uh, stat I heard was that through May we are four inches below normal. Yes, I think that's right. So June and June we hadn't hardly had any rain at all. So you know, it's probably even worse now, but we needed it, so I was glad to get it. Yes, we were glad to get so, it as well. And I'm sure Scott's Hayfield uh, needed it. Well, our, our Hayfield needed it as well. So. Everybody's Hayfield. All right, folks, I'm Jim Ross. we got Terry Wilcox on the board. Representative Scott Sapicki is morning, in with us. Good morning. And Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. Good is morning. In here. And Sheila Hickman, her mama, is playing hooky. She being granny. Has to, has to, uh, well, it is summertime. Ellie Grace got to have somebody look at Yes. Yeah. So. And I'm sure she's listening, so big yeah, shout out to yes, her. Yes, we miss them. That's um, right. That's yeah. right, Sheila. We expect you next week. <laughs> you know, to be back in the saddle again. She'll be back. She'll you know, be back. Uh, I need to give a shout out to my next door neighbor. She chastises me for not doing that, so I'm going to do that. Emily Gibson, Emily Gibson, and Robert Gibson are my next door neighbors. Oh yes. Robert is a police officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily works for the state of Tennessee. Exactly what she does, I do not know, but it's pretty high up there as far as some kind of. She does a lot of Zoom meetings, let's put it that way. Yes, a lot of you know. Zoom meetings. Also wanted to note, you know, every once in a while when there's a passing of somebody, we will note it, Cleo Mayfield. Oh, yes. Uh, Lovely passed, lady. 84 years old. Her visitation will be at Oaks and Nichols tonight from 5 to 7, and, and the service will be at First Presbyterian Church tomorrow at 2.30. But Cleo was very active in the community, as was her husband when he was alive. So we'll just note her passing. Yes. I uh, played in the community band with her. Yeah. Well, she was very musical. Yes. And had a great voice. Uh, Her three children are are Becky Mayfield. I don't really remember what uh, Becky's married name is. Rad and Mark. So anyway, so we will note that passing. Yes. But other than that, you know, I think, uh, folks, we uh, there's going to be another kind of a shout out but a PSA we want everybody to uh, remember that there's a lot of agricultural stuff going on right now and we are still an agricultural county are we not Scott we are we're a big agricultural county and um, I experienced uh, almost hitting three cars on Carter's Creek turning the tractor this past weekend yeah so. so you're riding a tractor and you're pulling a hay wagon right well my my dad and Ellie Grace were pulling the hay wagon with the truck and I was on the tractor with the hay spear so and I have seen what a hay spear will do when you pass the tractor on a double line um, my dad had an accident several years ago on a Super Bowl Sunday um, he was delivering hay to a farm across the road from us and a guy passed him on a double line, and Dad had the hay spear on the front. It busted the window out, and it peeled the metal on the side of the car like a tin can. So, wow. 
Just but it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. So don't pass tractors. Let them. I mean, you only lose. Like I looked up a statistic: if you slow down behind a tractor, um, like that's going twenty miles per hour for two miles, you'll only lose six minutes. And, and most of the time, you're not going far, as you said. No, you're not going far. So, yeah. um, so practice a little patience, folks. Yes, it's it's not going to kill you to ride behind a tractor. And I, I think about that song that Craig Morgan has about the international international harvester. harvester you know, people laying on their horns and being upset behind tractors and and stuff. So just be yeah. careful out there and be mindful, especially two lane lo- roads. Like I, li- everybody knows, I live on Carter's Creek Pike. That's a lot of it's us also still, not a real wide no, two-lane road either. No, and we all, there's still a lot of us that farm out there, so, and just be mindful of that. Yeah, as, as Scott used to tell us, you know, remember folks, you got to eat something, you better be nice to the farmer. Yes. <laughs> In a big way. In a big way. So, we got lots of things going on. We got Father's Day. Yes, Father's Day. Sunday, Juneteenth on Monday, a lot of things mm-hmm. will be closed. Yes. Yep. The state of Tennessee, Scott will tell you, enacted the. Scott says closed. he's never closed. <laughs> he's never. Scott is never closed. <laughs> um, there's going to be a Juneteenth celebration at Riverwalk Park. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I'm looking at the newspaper. Well, Father's Day. I think Father's there's Day. Um, a pretty good chance of rain, uh, which wouldn't be a bad idea either. Oh, Sunday. the Rebel Grill is having their fifth annual Luau Pig Roast this weekend. That will be a lot of fun. That would all be fun. Mm-hmm. So, And a Blueberry Bash at the Highland Realm, fifth, the, the, their fifth annual in Hampshire. In Hampshire. Yes. Yep, right there on the left. So, so yeah, a lot of things going on. So... Do y'all do something big for Father's Day for all of y'all? Oh, well, I got three daughters, and all three of my daughters happen to be out of town. Oh. On a, on a trip. Uh, my granddaughter is turning, I think, five, and uh, my oldest daughter is taking her to Chicago, and her two sisters are going to meet her up there, and they're going to have a big time. Oh, that would be fun. That's fine. You know, and I, I was told, we're sorry we're going to miss Father's Day. I said, look, as far as I'm concerned, for me mm-hmm. personally, anyway, every day's Father's Day. That's right. Yes. You yes. Know, just so. I'm just as a I'm just like Minnie Pearl. I'm just so happy to be here. I'm just, happy to be here. Just so proud. Yeah, proud, proud to be to here. Be there here. You go. T. Willie remembers. Proud to be there. <laughs> you know, I was in the land of Minnie Pearl uh, earlier this week. I had to go to Centerville for a meeting. Um, there's a lovely sculpture of her sitting on a bench yep. on this town square down there. And then there's also a sculpture of her out of chicken wire towards after you go across the Duck River um, in Centerville. You know, the late Jerry Colley here, I think Minnie Pearl was his aunt. I believe so. And I do know that because uh, Jerry grew up, graduated from Centerville Hickman mm-hmm. County High School. And uh, I believe that uh, Jerry told me one time that she helped put him through law school. Wow. wow. You know? Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. Was, he was very grateful to her. She was a great that. lady, absolutely. I, Just an, uh, an amazing individual. Yes, you know? I, I never got to see her in person. I've seen all kinds of recordings of oh, her. Oh, I've met so. her several times. My um, A guy that I used to play football with and went to school with a BGA classmate of mine, Minnie Pearl was his aunt. Oh, fun. Yeah, and we used to we had two-a-day football practices in August, which are coming up pretty quick, folks. Yes. 
football time. Anyway, we were up there, and uh, we would crash at his house in between the football uh, practices between the morning and afternoon because it wasn't worth our while to drive back to Columbia and then go back up to Franklin. Right. Well, we obviously we're, we're teenage boys. We get wore out and we crash. Uh-huh. I woke up, went downstairs, and there's Minnie Pearl sitting there at the kitchen table <laughs> with, uh, with, with Dudley's mother. Oh, fun. And all. So uh, <laughs> Dudley's mother was married to Minnie Pearl's brother, Henry Cannon. Henry Cannon, yes. Henry Cannon was was that, and I've talked to her several times since then. She is as she was, yes, as genuine of a celebrity as you would ever meet. I mean, you you talk to her, she look you dead in the eye, and you think she was your best friend. I love that, like you know, the connection that mm-hmm. some like of a, those people uh, are. Dolly Parton, is, is oh yes, same, same way, same way, yeah, just same wow. way. That's one person I would like to meet. You know, they don't they don't think of themselves as anything special and they give so much back to the community. They're reading for the kids with the with the books and Oh the imagination that is, that is amazing. What a, that's an amazing thing for Tennessee to have. So, cuz you know, like Scott'll tell you about, you know, with the education reading, it, well reading is fundamental not to quote the old saying, but it's true. If if you can read, that helps you in everything else you do. You and know? she's done so much mm-hmm. up in East Tennessee, where oh, yeah. where she's from, the Imagination Library, yeah, yeah and it's all over the place. Dollywood and all that up there. We we stayed at her resort there, and it it's on par with Disney, like yeah, oh yeah, everything. And, she, and she's and making pour, it bigger and better. I think she's getting yeah. ready to do a big expansion. She's expanding there. it, and she and she employs a lot of people mm-hmm. up there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, young singers will come through, uh, maybe make it up to Nashville, try to make it up here, and a lot of them have started in one of her one of the shows over there uh, in Pigeon Forge. Oh Sevier yes, there's a Bear. lot of shows up there. There so. are. <laughs> we love going over there. We go over there every October for our anniversary, so it's just a great place to go. All right, T. Willie, you just got back from vacation. I did. You went up to the uh, the confines of. Michigan. Did you I go did. to the UP? <laughs> I did not go to the UP. We went about halfway up. But the only thing I can tell you is every state, I think, in the country, the dreaded road cones were out. We had road construction through Kentucky, Indiana, all the way up into Michigan, and, of course, Tennessee as well. Uh, but it, it wasn't as bad. I mean, traffic still flowed probably 50 to 60 miles an hour, unless there was a work zone where mm-hmm. you cut it on down. But uh, the traffic, I mean, it took us an hour longer to get up for some reason than it did to come back. But uh, got to see uh, all kinds of family members. I uh, saw my best friend that was the best man in my wedding, spent some time with him. And uh, we probably saw about 30 of our family members between my wife and I. Great time. So, And there's certain things you can only buy there. Like the, every every state, <laughs> every state has, has their own. Yeah. But yes, like yep. Sundrop and Goo Goo's right. and better, all that. Better made potato chips. That's a big thing up there. Kogels, which actually delivers down here now. They uh, they come a big truck comes through every six months and uh, sells uh, Kogels meats, which is a very famous up there in Michigan. Okay. So, and in fact, I brought uh, Jim uh, Dickinson a packet of the special hot dogs he wanted. So. Because his neighbor was from there and used to bring them back all the time. So, But had a good time, uh, wonderful. Next year we're going to go to spend the night on Mackinac Island. I've always wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's one of the you, places I've always no, wanted to go Right, to. there's no motorized vehicles on there, right? 
not supposed to be. We went a couple of years ago, and there is a there is the road that runs behind, which is for emergencies. Well, they had to repave it, so they had the, the trucks with the with the tires. Oh yeah. Because I actually, as long as I lived there, had never been to the island. Until about four or Why five years ago. Why do you have ago. to repave a road that doesn't have any motorized vehicles on well, it to tear it up? It's got all the horses that go up and, and down with the carriages and the bicycles. And uh, just every now and then they have to, you know, upgrade it, if you will. And they have a fire truck, you know, on the island in case of anything happens. So, and I think the mayor, I think, or whatever has a vehicle. But they don't, you never see them driving it. But th- that was probably the one time in the last 20 years how um, big is the island? Come think. Of? I don't know. I think it's uh, is it eight miles around? I'm trying to remember. It's a there's a road that runs all the way around, which I haven't taken yet. But uh, and you can you can take a bike, and it takes you about two two and a half hours to circle the entire island. But uh, I'll tell you more next year because yeah. supposed next- to be an absolutely fabulous hotel there. It's uh-huh. on Lake Huron. The grand the grand hotel, yeah, was in the movie. Uh, a time to, was a, a memory in time, time to remember. A timer to remember, I think. It was a big movie that was filmed there. But you cannot even go onto the porch. Uh, you got to pay $20 just to go up onto the porch, and then you can go into the gift shop and stuff, unless you're staying there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When it gets boiling hot down here in August and like uh-huh. July, mm-hmm. Going up to Wisconsin and Michigan and some of those yes. is really nice. Oh, it's one. Uh, it's, you know, I spent an August in uh, Indiana, South Bend, Indiana, at Notre mm-hmm. Dame, and I had to have my parents ship me a jacket because yeah. I was used to burning up down here. And mm-hmm. when I got up there, I had to have a jacket. Well, you're about mo- what two or three hundred miles due north. Yeah. You know? So, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was love, and we went to. What fascinated me is we went to Lake Michigan one day, and people were out there sunbathing and swimming in the water. And I put my toes in the water, and I'm like, "That's kind of cold for my, you know, oh, yeah. knowledge oh, yeah. of, you know, where when I want to swim." <laughs> yeah. Know? So, uh, but it was lovely, the temperate climate up there and everything. Yeah, it was very. It was very cold. It was. Uh, we left. It was 53 degrees. Uh, when we left Thursday morning, Wednesday Wednesday morning, and by the time we got to Tennessee, we were up in like seventy eight. So quite a quite a difference. Scott, where is the University of Wisconsin? It's in Madison. Madison. Mm-hmm. Where is that in proximity to the state? Hour and a half, uh, hour and a half north of the Illinois border, and an hour and a half east or west of Milwaukee. Okay. But an hour and a half north of Illinois, I mean, you're you're getting pretty far north, aren't you? It, it is, but if you want to go to the UP, you're probably looking at another seven, eight-hour drive north. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's in the southern part of the state. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's in the warm part of the it's state. It's in yeah. the warm part of the state. <laughs> What's well, a big state, too? It is. My uh, my college roommate, uh, Jeff Stein, was from Rhinelander, Wisconsin, which is way up there. And uh, it would be, I mean, wintertime up there would be nothing uncommon to have you know, a month below zero. Yeah. Every yeah. Day, a month below zero. And then just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's cold, but you live your life according to that. Right. Yeah. Um, you get acclimated to it. It doesn't matter how cold it is. You can always add more clothes. Yeah. If it's hot, you get to a point <laughs> where you're kind of stuck. 
Yeah. You, can't, you know what I'm saying? Take off any more you clothes. can't take any more off, but if you well, do, you can, it ain't pretty. Well, you can, you just can't go in public. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But uh, up in Wisconsin, I remember uh, my first year up there coming from St. Louis, and we had, back in the day, I mean, we had snow in St. Louis. We'd, we'd get a foot of snow, you know, once in a great while. And, you know, the, up in Wisconsin, if they get a foot of snow, they may not even get the plows out. Yeah. It's not worth it because mm-hmm. you got more coming behind it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to be walking down University Boulevard on the campus on the sidewalk and having a six to seven foot barrier of a snow mound mm-hmm. between me and the street. Mm-hmm. And so when you hit the crosswalks, they have these machines that cut a cutout through the snowbank. And when you go to cross, number one, you make sure you have the light. Because you can't see. And number two, you poke your head out and look around the snowbank to make sure nobody's coming. Yeah. But that's how, I mean, and, and you live that, I don't know, uh, end of October through end of February. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. You know, mm-hmm. I can remember when my daughter was playing uh, basketball up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And they would um, clean off the parking lots, you know, at the retail places. Mm-hmm. And they'd pile all the snow up in the corner, you'd have a mountain of snow. Oh yes, in the corner, and of course it gets dirty uh, and yeah. all this other kind. But it may stay there until May or June, mm-hmm. or close to it, before, yeah. before it finally melts. I tell you what, folks, we're up against a break, and uh, we're going to have a few messages, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. One of our objectives at Caledonian Financial is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile and a wave as you walk past our office, or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more. We stay connected to Murray County. This is Daisy Cook with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee, and Sarah, there's nothing going on historically, I know. Well, I I, I just started digging (laughs) last night, and you'll notice, well, nobody can see it. Anyway, I did not type my notes, which is unusual, but I wrote on a yellow sheet of paper this time, but... I just looked through the Murray County Century Review. So, um, 1807 to 1907 is the first century of our our county. And so, I was just looking through just to get some agricultural statistics. Because I was thinking in my head, you know, all this development and stuff that's happening around here. And how many farms are being lost to development and all that what did it look like in 1899 and 1900? You know, yeah. in the the landscape. So, um, in 1899, Murray County did 6.7 million bushels of corn. Uh, 1.2 million of bushels of wheat. Um, this, you know, dairy used to be big. Dairy was big. Um, in Murray County, there was 250,000 acres of land cleared. Um, cotton was big in 1899 here. Um, there was a cotton gin on our farm at one time. Um, they did uh, 8,912 bales of cotton that year. Wow. Uh, tobacco. 36,384 pounds of tobacco. You know, kind of forgot because hardly anybody does it anymore, but how big a money maker tobacco was oh, tobacco was huge and we had two well they just tore down the two tobacco barns that were standing in my yeah. lifetime um and then 6,579 tons tons of hay <laughs> yeah. so um and i hard. didn't realize this till i talked to daryl alshaw the other day on the phone um who is our uh extension agent here yeah. um and um the ag census is done every five years. 
Now, what is an ag census? So an ag census is sent out to the farmers and stuff to fill out. It's like a questionnaire about what happens at your farm and that kind of stuff. Yeah, what are you growing? What are you growing? That kind of stuff. So the last one was done in 2017, and now they are just finishing out gathering the data for 2022. Um, The deadline to turn in your paperwork is pretty soon, or it has passed. But they'll release those statistics um, in 2024. Uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting that there's, you know, we have the the general census, you know, 2010, mm-hmm. 2020, you know, we have that. But we also have an ag census still. So, yeah. I, you know, that, that was kind of good. Um, in 1900, there were a lot of... Um, farms that did hay grain vegetables livestock dairying dairying was big too um cotton and um are there any dairy farmers left in murray county yes i think so um there can't be more than what, what three of scott them? says three yeah i was gonna say there can't be very many so but uh the murray county has had a long history of agriculture su- success due to the soil because of the underlying phosphate rock unless it was mined for phosphate eventually you know. Well, I know, you know, of course, we all know you get to the eastern side of the county, you got a lot of limestone and cedar trees, but you get to the west part of the county, it is rich dirt. Yes, very rich dirt. And so, um, and you, as you know, with the discovery of the phosphate, um, it changed sort of the landscape in the 30s when it, the the refineries and the processing plants came through. But there were a lot of mills here in town. Um, the Columbia Cotton Mill Company, they had... And uh, it was chartered in 1844, and they had 160 employees. Really? Um, wow. Annually in sheeting and seamless bags was between 150000 and $200,000. That's a lot of money. For then. For then. Um, and they used about 2,000 bales of cotton. Wow. To do their stuff. Uh, Columbia Mill and Elevator, um, it was... Um, chartered in 1896 the building still stands um you can see it if you pass where um the post offices and stuff if you look yeah. over yeah to and the left there. well if you're going it's a big toward, sheet metal building it well it's huge yeah. uh, and um they did 150,000 bushels of grain uh 400 bushels of corn um a thousand bushels of meal. Mama talks about them taking, like, going to get. She said that on the show before about going to get meal and grain and that kind of stuff from there. Um, they had fifty to seventy-five men employed there, and their blue seal uh, flour um, was distributed here, but it was also distributed in Alabama, Georgia, the Carolinas, and Florida. So that, I thought that was pretty wow. interesting. So. And then the City Grain and Feed Company that was chartered in 1883, they did 2,000 carloads of product annually. Wow. That was a lot. So, um, but Daryl and Kevin Ferguson, um, from, he's the extension specialist about farm management. They sent me some statistics. But um, between 2001 and 2016, uh, 600,000 acres of agricultural land were developed or compromised in the state of Tennessee. Um, and Tennessee is one of the top 12 most threatened states of losing farmland. Wow. Well, yeah, people. They're number four 
Yeah. We're number four. Texas is number one. North Carolina's number two. New Jersey is number three. And Tennessee's number four. And number five is Georgia. I didn't know there'd be any farming to speak of in New Jersey, but I guess well, there is. I guess there is because, you know, we always, and I, when I went, I'm guilty of this. When I went to New York to do my thesis research, I always think of New York City. You don't think of upstate New York, Buffalo, oh, it's a lush Goshen, state up there. Tuxedo, all up through there, there's farms. That's where all the harness racing horses and stuff are. And when you get outside the city, it's as rural as it is here mm-hmm. in places. I'll remind people that our own Tom Price is from upstate New York. Yes, yes, and we love And he Tom says Tom. it's beautiful, and I'm sure it is. It yeah. is, it is. And um, y'all were talking about how temperate it was in Michigan when you were there. When we were in Goshen, New York, we slept with the windows open up there. Yeah. I mean, it was just so nice in July. I mean, it was yeah. it was it was lovely. Um, the in 2040, this is a projection from the American Farmland Trust. Um, if recent trends continue, one million four hundred and I uh, mean fourteen thousand six hundred acres of Tennessee farmland will be developed. That's about eight percent, losing about eight thousand seven hundred farms. Wow. Um, and losing about 14,600 jobs and then about 258 million in farm output. So, um, the hardest counties that have been hit, which I was amazed, Rutherford County. Yeah. With their growth, Sevier County and Williamson County. Sevier so, County, folks, is East Tennessee. It's up, in East it's Tennessee, up above. Yeah. Uh, That's because there's a Bucky's going in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right above Knox yes. County or Knoxville. Um, but the American Farmland Trust estimates that ownership of forty percent of the American agricultural land will be trans with will be in transition within the next fifteen years. Because yeah. you just don't make any money farming anymore. So, well, you, or if you do, you have to do it really big. Yeah, I was going to say farming. Farming. There's two th- two trends in it. One thing you got to do it in a big way to really make it. Yes. And the second is it's getting even more and more mechanized. It is. It is. So, um, I, I I love this. So some farmland conversions they're converting to solar farms. You know, out yeah. out west you got the wind farms. You know, yeah. so there are five counties here in the state that are producing 704 megawatts. Of electricity from the solar farm. Well, you know, we've got a wind farm uh, in Tennessee. Yes. Up is it? Buff, it's called Buffalo Ridge, or I up think there? I think that's it's right. Going toward East Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I th- th- I asked Sean this. I don't think Sean knew. They're, they're an ecological disaster. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Of, because of the blades. Yes. They, they have to go in the landfills, and they last thousand years. Oh, and they're huge. They're terrible. They're, it's, it's we got to yeah. come up with something. Yeah. Something Try better than better something better than that. Yeah. yeah. But I asked Sean this, and just because I like to try to up him on knowledge that he doesn't know about uh, electricity. But um, I asked what one megawatt of solar power, uh, how how much electricity can it generate for, like how many houses can it generate? 164 homes. One megawatt. Yeah. So that's a lot. Um, But uh, I did notice in the stuff that the extension agent sent me um that pennsylvania instituted a farmland preservation program in 1988 they have approved 6180 farms and they have saved 622,238 acres 
of farmland. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyway, that's that's your little history moment with some statistics weaved in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, All the time. Yes. I'll tell you what tell you what folks we're going to take a break because scott's got a lot of things coming up with the state and for murray county so you'll want to hear it we're going to take a break we'll be right back with inside middle tennessee every morning i park my car across the street from my business and i can't wait to get in there that's pretty common for small business owners we have the added satisfaction however of guiding hundreds of families with their retirement education savings and general investments we're a locally owned business that tries very hard to simplify a complicated world this is monty sneed from caledonian financial in historic downtown columbia securities and investment advisory services offered through nbc securities incorporated member finra and sipc This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. One, two, three, go, Scott. <laughs> All right. So that, and you're off. So we have the new budget year starting July 1st. So this is a very important uh, couple weeks coming up for Murray County as all the things that we've appropriated for in last year's budget start to become available. I'm going to run down a list because I know there's a lot of our elected officials that listen to this broadcast. So get your pens and paper out because there's a lot of money being put out there by the state for us to take advantage of. Darn. All right. So first of all, you know, with the school safety bill, we put a lot of money in there uh, for school safety. Uh, Schools will start to be able to develop their school threat uh, assessments. I know Sheriff Rowland will be working with our school systems to help help implement that and then create the wish list or, or the want list, the need list for Murray County Schools and start to draw down our portion of that to make our schools as safe as possible physically for our students, right? The, the ballistic tape, the cameras, things like that. We've already done a, a great job in Murray County to date, but there's more things we can do. Uh, plus, like the new school that's being built, there was a law that passed that they have to have the, the bulletproof, bulletproof glass or the ballistic tape on all of the first story and basement windows. I'll have to have that on there to prevent yeah. injury. Number two, the SRO grant process is going out. Uh, the state of Tennessee has provided funds to put an SRO in every school. Well, in Murray County, we already have an SRO in every school. So congratulations to the county commissioners and, and the school system for being on the forethought of that to making sure that happened. And and Enoch George and the sheriffs. And my dad was very right. inter- instrumental in very, that. Very, very ahead of our time. However... What we're asking from the state is those counties that already fund those positions don't supplant the money, ding, don't supplant the money (laughs) that's being allocated in the county budget right now for SROs with state money and still only maintain the one SRO per school. Take the state money and use it to add to the schools so we could have multiple SROs to provide additional safety for our students and then possibly use some, some of those SROs as a threat assessment team. To, to go to different schools on various timetables and go in there like to a central high school and, and have five SROs descend upon that school for one day and look for contraband, look for vaping materials, look for drugs, things like that, knives, weapons. Look for open doors. Right. And just and just, Unlocked doors. And just go yeah. in there and, and make sure that we are maintaining a safe environment for our, for our students. So that's that's another big grant that's hitting for us. So I'm, I know Sheriff Rowland and the county commission and uh, Dr. Ventura, or Lisa Ventura, will be on that right away. Um, there are also other things going on right now. Uh, there is a possibility we are working on a new airport terminal for Mount Pleasant. That airport terminal was built in 1964, I believe. And, and it's small. And it's small. And we are growing. That airport is growing. And so the airport board has put together a plan to build a new terminal. It is beautiful. It will make that airport state-of-the-art. But they need about $4 million to build it. We've gotten already from the state of Tennessee about a million dollars of that. 
the locals are going to have to come up with the difference here. So I'm trying to partner with county commissioners and finance directors to try to come up with a plan for that airport authority to get that, that additional money to, to go with the state so that they could build a new terminal, which would therefore attract more people to house their planes there, which means it'd be a more revenue source for the airport and for Murray County. Well, so I, I know they're a huge revenue source. I heard Mayor White talk one time about how many people come and just fuel their plane here. Mm-hmm. I think that is the largest airport between Nashville and Huntsville. That is correct. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, and just think of what it does, not only for Murray County, but what it does for Giles, Lawrence, Lewis. You know, there's uh-huh. a lot of freight that comes through that place yes. because it's got a it's got a uh, a very long runway that can accommodate some well, very there's very large jet every lines. day, every day, because my office is across. <laughs> I forgot about from, that. And we hear, I, and every day we hear planes land and stuff. And sometimes I say, "My plane is here. I must leave," but I can't leave because I have to work. But <laughs> Anyway, sorry, did you, Scott. Did, did you say de plane? De plane? De plane is de plane. <laughs> now, if you're if you're at a certain age, you know exactly who oh, we're talking yeah. about. Yes. Uh, also, uh, we have the training going on for our teachers across the state of Tennessee that the state is paying for. Uh, it is a thousand dollars for the class to go and, and learn how to teach reading, the science of reading. Uh, we've had tremendous success with this, as you know. Our TCAP scores are at a 17-year high in third grade with the retakes we think we're right at around 41 to 42 percent now you know me that's not acceptable still i have a question about the retakes go ahead was the retake the same kind of test the original test was no okay because uh, we would have had to because it was paper uh-huh. we would have had to generate paper we didn't know how much to do so the, the retake was a condensed version of the test that the kids took but it was an o- online electronic test ah that was to, uh, if we would have had to to go ahead and pay for paper, it would have cost us probably another fifteen to twenty million dollars. Okay. So we already had it contracted with the vendor that on the retake they would just develop the software. Ah. So with Pearson being the biggest testing vendor in the world, it was very easy for them to do that. There were some complaints about it wasn't the same format, but we had really good success of kids not only approaching kids who were just below the line, taking the retest and get above it. We saw huge gains from kids that were below, the kids that were most behind, getting into that approaching category, which now created different options for so them. So was it simplified? What is Was it simplified? Yes. from Like the, the original one they took was very stringent and whatever, and it was simplified to help yeah, the I kids believe, I believe it was down to like 28 to 30 questions, something okay. like that. It was just, we, we wanted to know, do you know? And there were a lot of kids that, that were testing successfully. Now, summer school is going on right now across the state. I'll be getting ready to tour. I'll be going to Bradley County on Monday, Rutherford County on Tuesday. I'm seeing Dr. Ventura today on something else that's very exciting for Murray County that she and I are working on. I think it'll be a huge, huge win for Murray County uh, partnering. But I'll talk more about that when we get closer to it. No, Scott, to Bradley County, you can't get there from here. Yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> We'll be touring. Uh, I'll be touring uh, Marshall County, Giles County, Lewis County. Uh, I'll, I'll stop into Murray County probably today and, and say hello to some teachers. But we, our teachers, have done a fantastic job of focusing on reading. We're waiting for the rest of the TCAP results to come out. We do probably have some concerns in math, and you know I'm working on a bill next year for mathematics to start to, to drill down on mathematics and get our Good. kids get our kids. Can we that. start simple though and teach it like we learned it? Because the math that the way Ellie Grace has been taught the math is completely different than how I learned how to do it. So, so. come up and testify. 
about that you can do math the old way and it does it does get you the results you know the, the correct answers yeah, um, I, I don't think they want me well, well, to so, here, so so here's a problem and i'll tell you uh, here's a problem in mathematics we i, I went up to see a presentation from score mm-hmm. and score had this this person come in i don't really know where they were from and they talked about mathematics and their philosophy of mathematics is understanding how to work the equation. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter if you get the answer right. Okay, well, if you're an engineer it matters. and you're paid to build a bridge over to Mississippi, they don't build it from one side and go to the other side. They start on each sides, and the engineers have to make it meet in the middle. I'm thinking about a tunnel. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? tunnel, yes. So it, the, mathematics is precise. It's precise. Well, two plus two grant writing. Grant writing. If you don't know percentages, and if you can't do simple math to help get you, you know, right. a thirty, you know, you're lost. You're lost. So uh, we'll be working on that bill uh, it, it, during during the off season, which is no <laughs> off season right now. Uh, but uh, uh, so we are continuing to work with education. We'll be touring these schools. Uh, we'll be talking to teachers, talking to administrators about things that have worked. We've got. One of our schools right here, Joseph Brown Elementary, I think they raised their third grade literacy rate 18 points in one year. Wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible work. And they're a Title I school. That's incredible work. And so we're gonna, I'm going to try to stop by there today and say hello to them and congratulate them. Uh, we'll be talking to some uh, other teachers. Uh, uh, there's the Teacher of the Year candidate. I think her name is Emily Fowler. Yes, she, she, I Kalioka. grew up with her. Yes, she yes. Is, She is a finalist. For the teacher of the year in the state of Tennessee. So, She's Emily, awesome. if, if you're listening and down in Kalioka, congratulations because not only are you awarded based off of, you know, good person, community involvement, but you're also recognized for the success of your students. And Emily is one of the most outstanding teachers as recognized yes. by being nominated for this award. And she's right here in little old Murray County. Down in Kalioka, but she's doing an outstanding job, and we are extremely proud of her. And, boy, we got our fingers crossed that we get to see her come up on stage and accept the Teacher of the Year for the state of Tennessee. Way to go, Emily. Yay. So, also, uh, the Miracle League field. Uh, we, uh, Myself and Senator Hensley were working hard to procure roughly 300 to half a million dollars for the Miracle field at the Murray County Park for those kids with disabilities to be able to, to play, play, baseball. Sport, play baseball and to build an all-inclusive playground for them, too. Yeah. That's what's important. When I was on the Spring Hill uh, Parks and Rec Committee, we built the one up on Port Royal. That's inclusive to all all kids. And it's great to see kids with disabilities being able to go out there and play on the playground. So uh, we were able to work with the, uh, with the uh, Budget Committee up in the House and the Senate, and they appropriated, I think it's $2.5 million for specific counties – because they didn't want to do it individually for specific counties to be able to pull grant money down to finish our projects. I've asked the people with the Miracle League and Doug Luconan, our finance director, and probably Sarah Elizabeth here who might be writing a grant for that, is to ask for the half a million dollars, the maximum of a half a million dollars. you got things to do, Sarah Elizabeth. Get oh, out of here. I, <laughs> right. it's, it's called job security. I we, have job security. And we keep throwing money down. We, there's job security there. Yes. But this is the opportunity we have to get the rest of the money to finish the Miracle mm-hmm. League field so we could have a place for these kids to play, to take a, a ball field that's old, right, mm-hmm. where it is in a park, and kind of run down area to make that a state-of-the-art facility there that would attract a lot of people to be able to take advantage of. It'll be of. amazing. There's been a lot of really good baseball players and 
in baseball mm-hmm. games played at that field. So mm-hmm. it's, it's old Babe Ruth field. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also teachers, remember you can sign up for liter- the secondary part of literacy training. So you can, t- you can take the course again, get paid for by the state. It's $1,000 for the course and you get the secondary level. So reinforcing of what you learned before and a couple new nuances we found with best practices. I'm doing pretty good here on time. Yeah, you're doing really you good. You seven minutes. Seven uh, minutes. The appeals process for kids that were approaching mm-hmm. is still going on right now. The department's approved over 90, I think it's 96% of them for appeals. Uh, and what it, did is, what it did was allow for extra information to be put to the department of a kid that may have just had a bad test, right? So we understand there are kids that are bad test takers. I am one of those I understand people. that. But, but you figured out how to do it because, trust me, you have your degrees. I have two, yes. Yeah, so you had to take a test for those. I did. Yeah, so you got over it. But uh, <laughs> I didn't get over it, but I passed. <laughs> but, but you know what? You got to pass. I mean, our our whole lives are evaluations. Mm-hmm. We are constantly under, I'm, trust me, I'm under evaluation by my employers all the time. Exactly. My constituents evaluate me and my job performance all the time. It's the way it works. If we do a bad job here and nobody li- nobody listens to our radio show, we probably cancel the radio show. We got all the 15 listeners. Yeah. I know. We have <laughs> more than great. that. Trust me, we have more than that. <laughs> From the amount of people that stop me and say you guys do a pretty darn good job i know i get i get stopped a lot now too at the grocery store or in Mm -hmm. other places hey i listened to you the other day because we actually have fun on this show yes (laughs) we are we are continuing to try to find options not not one solution but we're continuing up in nashville working with all the different entities trying to find options for revenue sources for murray county for growth uh, there's a couple options that I'm working with with a couple different groups. Uh, my goal is to try to run run multiple bills next year that provide multiple options, tools in the toolbox, right? Yep. For different counties, because every county's different with their different needs, to pull down money or to create funding sources that they can use for growth. For if they have to buy new schools, if they have to maintain schools, if they how about parks and recreation, right? One of the main th- reasons people come here is because of our parks and recreation, right? You've got to have parks. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different nuances there, but we are continuing to work on that. And then lastly, we are 10 weeks away from the special session, quote-unquote. It has not been officially called yet. Uh, it looks like that we will not have the manifesto or the toxicology report, which is a key component for us to do a good job to understand what, what happened. You know, what, what happened at Covenant? What was the mental state of this person? And then look at the process. We already have an involuntary surrender process of, you know, to, to be committed. How did that, how did it fail or, or did it fail? Or can it be more, uh, 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 more efficient? And it can't be tweaked. Right. And so th- we got to have that manifesto and toxicology report and then get testimony from law enforcement, from constitutionalists, from, from psychologists, from the medical profession. So I have a good understanding about the what happened and then look at the existing processes we have and try to figure out how it broke down. It, we are never, I, I just, our society has changed so much that it's not if there's going to be another shooting, it's when. And we, we're doing everything we can on the front end to provide school security. But let's say we harden the schools to the nth degree, right? What about movie theaters? Well, what about, I've always wondered about, like, big sports events. Right. I mean, it's just. I've always wondered about that. Just, I mean, or, or even or even medium-sized sports events. Yes. Uh, a concert. 
Yes. A local concert here, right? I remember and not too long ago in a mall had a cafeteria and somebody went in there and shot up the cafeteria. Right. Yeah. So it's I think we're expecting perfection where there is none. We're, we are not that you don't try to work on it. We are doing the best we can. Yeah. Uh we we've you know, we we gotta protect our children first. Yes. So we're doing that. Um but we're we're looking at all avenues and I believe in my heart the problem we have is we do not have enough mental health facilities for people to gain access to for help. Ask Sheriff Rowland how many people in his in his in his jail are there for mental health reasons. Didn't you say a lot of pe- there were some people that came through that studied uh, Pinewood or yeah. Pinecrest down here yeah. across Pine, Pinewood Pine Springs? Yeah. yeah, and and it's it is a state of obviously. So I'll, I'll be working on a bill for the general assembly in the special session if we have it. That would address that we will build, the state will build these facilities uh, uh, across the state. And then we will um, we will do a private-public partnership where we don't want to get into running them because we're not really good at it, but partner with Vanderbilt or HCA or TriStar or Murray Regional, whatever, right, and let them run these facilities and, and build them because the cost of it is building them. Yeah. We had the, the money, bricks and mortar. We had the money to build these facilities and build great facilities to get people the help they are, and they don't have to look like the sanitariums of the past. Yeah. I mean, go over to Pinewood Springs and get a tour. It is it is well thought out, great job. So um, the job doesn't stop. Uh, we continue to work on education stuff, and um, this this uh, month not, uh, in July uh, we'll be down on the square for uh, uh, First Fridays. First Fridays. And we're having a, a little banner made up that says, ask your representative. So if you have a question about anything that's going on, I'll be sitting down there. I'm going to try to convince Senator Hensley to come with me. How about a Duncan booth? I'm no. still on the Duncan booth. I think we need a Duncan booth. I'll no. have it booked. No. For Senator Hensley. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to grow gills. We can get you. We can get you a swim cap, Scott. If, he, if we have a Duncan booth, he'll actually can get a lot of money out of a bunch of Democrats. It might be a campaign. <laughs> it might be a campaign thing for me where I have a Dunkin' booth on the square. Yeah, you know, for for, for twenty dollars, you get three balls to dunk the representative. <laughs> Drake is already signing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like you said, it's uh, we're getting closer to football time in Tennessee. Uh, most of the high schools are kind of in, in their in their prep period before they go into the dead period. Uh, football camps are wrapping up. College football camps are wrapping up here uh, through mid-July. And so uh, it'll be getting ready to focus on this upcoming football season, and all our eyes will turn to the volunteers and see if they can take the next step and get past the Georgia Bulldogs. And by the way, uh, another, another shout-out. Uh, congratulations to Devin Simler for being named the Columbia High School baseball coach yes. behind Mark Pickle. He can it's okay, don't worry about it, Devin. You can you can you can you can only win thirty percent of your games and keep your job. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Uh, uh, sorry, Devin. Yeah. But you know, and that's one thing we do talk about all the time up in Nashville is we have got to get back to